0: And Kawasaki gets the jump. Gonna...
1: That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bales Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you. The news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by NETA. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got Johnny Casebeer. From Motul MX, Johnny, how's it going?
0: Good, good. How you doing, Brad?
1: Hey, not too bad whatsoever. Uh, we are uh, in the third period of March, uh, heading into April. Things are starting to get excited. Um, motocross is right around the corner for us Canadians. It's already in full swing, of course, for you, and uh, which, of course, is why I have to give you uh, give you a phone call.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No, we've we've been going since January down here.
1: Well, for, for, for guys like yourself, it's uh it's about round the clock uh type of sport. Um, I was I always joke with uh, people in uh, in Manitoba and up north of the border. We get bikes uh, every couple of years because we need to update our model because our bike uh, is out of date. Most people in the in California in the southern states or in in the states. Update update their motocross bike every year because frankly the thing's worn out and uh, yep. you got because you guys can ride them all year round and uh, you need to be uh, like constantly working on them going through tires I can go through an entire summer on one set of tires because a not very fast b I only get six months to ride as much as I can so uh, but it's always a pleasure to have uh, a guy like yourself on a guy who's passionate about the sport and uh, uh, still still doing it to this day
0: yeah no I'm really stoked to be back on and uh, thanks thanks for having me
1: Anytime, my friend uh, and for those who do not know uh you are the uh, the sole proprietor and I guess the the inventor of uh, of MoTool and the the Slocker digital sag scale, which uh, is making the lives easier for uh, uh, the average weekend warrior as well as uh, factory pros and their their mechanics and practice mechanics around the world.
0: Yep, you got it. That that's me. I'm the one.
1: That's you and uh like we've had you on the show before, but so and if anyone wants to find that one, go back into the the archives a little bit and you'll have a more uh comprehensive look at uh, at the slacker. But uh um uh, to to give a a quick uh, review of of exactly what the slacker does and how how to use it. Um like, if, if someone uh, was to get one of these things in the mail, how easy is it to uh, crack this thing open and, uh, and put it to use on their motorcycle?
0: Oh, you know, that it's kind of the whole key to the tools. I wanted something simple that gave you a real-time readout and you didn't have to have a buddy help you out, you know. So, uh, really, basically, you would just uh, stick it on your axle with the magnet, uh, stick the clip on your side plate, basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate. And then uh, pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on. And then just take the bike off the stand and, and take a measurement.
1: So, and like obviously, it gives you uh, right down the last millimeter. And uh, which is funny because uh, I was thinking about just as I was writing the commercial for uh, the, the the Motul MX uh, Slacker uh, Digital Seg Skill, is that. Uh up here in Canada it's not too hard to find a uh a tape measure with uh with millimeters on it but uh I'm not too sure if that's as easy to find uh, south of the border because uh, a lot of you guys are on the on the imperial system so millimeters is a little bit of a foreign concept you guys.
0: Yeah yeah, I actually get a hard time from some uh, like hardcore American people that are all wiser to do millimeters and I'm like basically we got gypped like it's such a better uh system it's more accurate and you just go by tens and not fractions so uh yeah yeah i don't you know it's it's within a millimeter on it and uh just more accurate that way and honestly in, in our pit like at the ultimate amateur series nobody has a tape measure anymore so if we needed to measure something uh, we nobody has a tape because everybody's got slackers now <laughs>
1: Okay well, I guess you could you could still uh get by if you if you were quick math with uh with the metric system, like you said, a whole lot easier than adding uh sixteenths or or eighths of an inches which is honestly somehow how some people end up having to set their sag is to is to get it right down to an eighth of an inch or a sixteenth. Um, which is is not as accurate as doing with the the slacker and uh, one of the things I also mentioned with the commercial is that more often than not when you're trying to set the sag, you end up having to put a little scratch mark or remember a spot in the graphics where you're measuring to, um, which is not all that accurate uh, when doing this. When when you're doing it with the slacker, it's the exact same every time because when you set it up, it is where it is.
0: Yep, yeah, I got you. And actually, you know, when I was testing, uh, just to make sure that all my numbers lined up with like, uh, you know, Suzuki with my owner's manual, factory connection, pro circuit, and all that stuff, uh, I found like with the factory connection readings, I was always within two millimeters. But the two millimeters, if you look at that on a tape measure, and you're as old as I am, you you can't hardly see those things. So honestly it wasn't the it was me with the tape measure that was two millimeters off it wasn't slacker because that thing does it, you know it's right on the money
1: absolutely and like uh it's uh, you're mentioning uh, uh, how old you are. Uh, I don't think you're that old, uh, by the way. Um, for those who so follow me on social media, at BradGebhart88 would notice that I had posted out earlier that I was going to have uh, somewhat, uh, one of the two people from this one photo, uh, and uh, it was a picture of yourself standing with Gary Bailey, and uh, uh, much to the uh, dismay of, of most of the people uh, who, who saw the, the, the post, uh, the, the podcast is with you and not Gary.
0: Yeah, well unfortunately for all you guys uh <laughs> it's not Gary Bailey, it's just Johnny Spirit.
1: <laughs> well Uh, A a thrilling listen all all the same, and uh, I wanted to kind of call you up, uh, give people some information on not only uh, the Slacker, how it works, and where they could find it, but uh, you've got some some exciting uh, events coming down the pipe. Uh, As you mentioned, the Ultimate Amateur Series, I believe, uh, round three uh, drops this weekend, and uh, as always, you'll be in attendance.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll get out there Friday and you know, we always set up with uh, my friends Jeff and Tracy Hicks with uh Spokeskins and uh their grandkid uh, Cashman, he's one of my my favorite dudes out there. So I'll get in Friday and hang out. It's kind of kind of like family out there to me, as you know.
1: Yeah, and so, but like every like there's uh uh the slackers become almost a, like a a a common thing in almost every toolbox. Um like across the pits in, in in socal and actually across the nation um like was who are some of the fir- first people that really uh found the benefits of it and um like uh and if they haven't already where can they uh where can they get one of these things
0: yeah well you know really the first guy right you know when i had my prototype originally the the first guy other than me that really tested and worked with the tool was uh, jimmy dakotas he was uh right. Basically, he got the prototype, and I I was here with my old uh, black box prototype doing my stuff, so he's really the first big rider to work with, and honestly, the only other person to have that prototype other than me, and then, uh, you know, beyond that, I think some of my big supporters have been like Jimmy Sloan with Arma Energy and uh, Paul Varese that runs uh, him and Brandy and and Josh. They own the uh, MX Pro parts parts out at Milestone. And uh, so, you know, they've been really good about supporting me and helping me get the word out. Uh, you know, I have a ton ton of friends out there. Southern Cal, I've just got a list that you, you wouldn't believe of people that use it. And we also give a couple away at every round of that Ultimate Amateur Series. You know, Jimmy's good about making sure everybody gets uh, something back. You don't have to win a race. And, you know, you could be the last guy in the beginner class and, and win a Toyota Tacoma, if you do all the rounds. So those guys are real good, and they've taught me a lot about giving back to the sport, you know?
1: Absolutely. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast in the beginning, was to uh, give back to the sport that's given me so much, a sport that uh, endless amounts of stories, endless amounts of of pleasure, and uh, honestly, the the ability to just go out and and let the whole rest of the world melt away uh, is something that uh, is, is... is unique only to motocross for me and, um, trying to find a way to kind of give back to the community was, uh, was me to, to call up these, uh, these riders and, and have their stories told. And, uh, I'm proud to have you as one of them because, uh, as we know, just about everybody has a story in motocross and, uh, they're, they're all pretty interesting to say the least.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And that's, that's one thing I really like about you is you do, you do give back to the support, the sport and, uh, support it. And, you know, the, the sponsors, the writers and everybody, you've been really good. In fact, you know, pretty much every week that that you do this every show, you know, one out of three or two out of three, it's somebody that, that I work with that we sponsor or that I know personally. So, uh, no, you're real good and you tend to dig right down in and and find all the the players.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I try my best to, uh, to just try and get, any athlete that I feel uh, ha- will have a, a cool story to tell or would appreciate some extra exposure as much as I can give them. And uh, happy to uh, tell you that uh, after I phone, uh, hang up this phone call, the next guy that I'm going to be calling up is, uh, is the Barn Pros uh, racer. Cole Martinez, who of course uh, he uses the slacker every single day to set up his bike for Supercross, because um, these guys uh, go to every single different Supercross track. They're going to Paula one day, they're going to uh, Milestone the next day. Uh, sometimes they're they're getting some outdoor riding in by heading to uh, Glen Helen. They're swapping suspension all the time. They need to make sure the sag is correct. What easier way to do it than uh, than than hook up the slacker and get it done in a matter of minutes? Uh, and uh, like you said, you can do it. On your own, you don't need to have that uh, that uh, mechanic with you every single time. Which, of course, a guy like Cole probably has a guy every time, but uh, I certainly don't. And um, it's from there, it's almost a safety issue: is being able to uh, set the sag and make sure that uh, if that ring is has moved at all, that the, the bike's not going to load up and, uh, and kick you over the front.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And you'll have to definitely say hey to Cole for, for me. Uh, yes. You know, he, he grew up and lives just like 40 minutes from me. So he's like a local local Arizona hero around here for sure. Super nice guy. You know, I like working with him and uh, Scott Champion and Scott Steffi and all the barn pros folks. So yes, that's sir. been a good connection. And uh, Cole's def- definitely a good guy.
1: Absolutely. And, of, of course, love to talk to Cole because, A, he comes up and races can, uh, Canadian nationals from time to time, and he's half-Canadian because his mom is from Regina, the city that rhymes with fun.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that part.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that, that's uh, one of the connections as to why he's able to uh, come up here and, and ride so often, uh, and i think looking forward to uh, to seeing him back up in Canada again um, because, uh, uh Honestly, we won't be blessed with uh, with seeing uh, your boy Jimmy come up uh, and race the Canadian Nationals because recently signed a contract with um, with um, the Geico team to continue. I believe it's a two year deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a two year deal. He actually uh, ended up getting that. It was a little bit of a last minute deal, but they brought him on full time rather than a fill in ride. Yeah. So he's doing good. He's not. He's not doing the outdoors. He he's probably going to do Southwick, maybe a couple rounds on the East Coast, and uh, mm. for the outdoors. But uh, yeah, I do believe that that's a, a two-year contract with Geico.
1: Not too bad. Two uh, two fifty Supercross only, um, and and some outdoors sprinkled in. Uh, not not a bad uh, not a bad gig to work uh, to be racing. What maybe maybe eleven weeks a year? Not bad at all.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm real, I'm, I'm stoked for Jimmy. Like he's worked so hard to get there. He deserves it. And uh, yeah, I mean, how, how many people do you see these days that can get a super cross only deal? That's like rare. Like you, you just never see that. Most, most teams even, I mean, I know a lot of the top guys that actually run outdoors and they, they, they absolutely hate it, but they've got to do it because they're contract. So that's a pretty sweet deal. I know that's what Jimmy loves. So uh, that's where his heart's at. So I'm, I'm real stoked that, that he got that ride and I'm proud to, to know him and have worked with him for the last couple of years.
1: No doubt. When he got, uh, uh, got that contract, he was probably, uh, fricking stoked, pretty, uh, pretty pumped. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Him and Jamie were definitely stoked on that deal. And, you know, he brought, uh, Keith, uh, his mechanic came out with him and he's been with them in California the whole time and they, they worked together all week. So, uh, that's awesome, too, because it used to be Jimmy would be training at SOB, and Keith would be, you know, back home trying to make money so that he could support Jimmy through the Supercross. So this, this is a real sweet deal. They both actually will make a little bit of money and have some food and uh, have some fun and, and, you know, hit hit some races, man.
1: No doubt, man. Love, love it. Um, so, um, what, uh, what classes do you run in the ultimate amateur series? Uh, what are some of uh, your favorite things about complete competing in the, that series? As you mentioned, uh, for you, it's a lot like, uh, almost like a, uh, a family reunion every time you you hook up with that, that series because, uh, you know, everyone and, and people are very familiar with you. It's almost like a family atmosphere.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's super fun. I've got a lot of riders I work with out there, you know, like especially earlier in the week when you get out at Milestone, uh, you know, you'll be doing laps and have, like, Adam Cincerello blast past you. That's when you get scared and go back to the vet vet track, yes. you know. Um, but, you know, I I just run the 40-plus amateur track. Me and uh, Jeff Hicks of Spokeskins, we both run that class. And then uh, Brandon Beaver which you know Brandon you did that interview recently with him he's up in uh he actually runs on the big track in the novice class and uh man there's just a ton of riders it'd be hard to name them all off but you know we work with like Aaron Cook that that runs the he's actually the manager for the tracks and uh so he keeps all that stuff going but you know I pretty much run the slow old man class and my my goal in a race is that as long as I'm not last I'm happy man
1: Perfect. Well, yeah, same thing for me. Uh, I don't need a, a number on a piece of paper or a plaque to tell me whether or not I rode well. I pull off the track, and I know uh, I know how, how like how I was riding in comparison to how well I am capable of riding. And uh, that's the beauty of motocross is that it's uh, it's 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 a comp- competition against some of uh, sometimes your best friends, sometimes uh, some of your bitter rivals, and at the end of the day, for the most part, a competition against yourself to uh, to see what you're willing to do out there. Uh, And if you're able to to blast a corner like you've never done it before or uh, jump a jump that you didn't think you were going to be able to do, that's like a small victory you can walk away from the track doing. And uh, just about everyone can uh, indulge in something like that that keeps us coming back every weekend.
0: Yeah, you bet. I mean, as as long as you're having fun, you're doing it right. You know, I mean, as far as uh, 47 years old, I'm obviously not going to the top of this thing. So uh, the way I figure I, I may as well enjoy the ride,
1: man absolutely good like it you enjoy your ride and that's kind of the, the slogan uh, behind uh, slacker in the first place is that everyone wants to enjoy their ride and uh, having uh, having the slacker in your toolbox and uh, n- ensuring that uh, whether you're riding sand today arena cross tomorrow or uh, Glen Helen on a Thursday the bikes tuned in the bike is as safe as possible so that you can go hanging out as much as you're uh, you're willing to do on any particular weekend
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you could put a a twelve hundred dollar titanium pipe on your four fifty, but it doesn't do you nearly as good as having the bike set up properly so it handles right and it's predictable. You know, and I, I honestly like with with sag. Uh, you, you know, a lot of people tend to like adjust the fork tubes up and down to get the bike to turn better or be more stable at speed, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that that thinking is actually backwards. I tend to adjust my sag like for a faster track or like off-road rates I would tend to run more like maybe up around 110 to 115 in the back I would run more sag and if it's a tighter track actually run a little bit less sag so the bike steers better so you know it's a lot of the time I don't think people look at it as an adjustment like your clickers but really it makes such a big difference in the stability of the bike and by by adjusting your fork tube height you're actually changing the geometry of the chassis so It isn't necessarily going to perform the way the manufacturer did. By changing your sag, really, you know, you think, well, I don't want to loosen up that spring five millimeters, but, I mean, it's only five millimeters. It's not like you're way down in the stroke on the shock. So, you know, adjusting it regularly, trying different sags on different tracks, I think that that's all really critical, and people can really benefit by just not being lazy and taking a minute, you know, run it at 105, try 108, maybe try 102, and see where the sweet spot is. And, and when you find it, man, it's it's unbelievable how much better that bike will handle, you know? Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Button, former factory supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to take it to a commercial, we'll be right
1: back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey and wears jimmy albertson wears and many others the f2 carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety lightweight materials phenomenal airflow and a super comfortable sweat absorbing liner and generous eyePort design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few and did i mention how super trick these helmets look straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack if you are looking for one amazing helmet look no further than the f2 carbon from fly racing for more information about fly helmets and other products from fly racing Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a... That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of amigos. For extreme kids like us. A racing man, but more than bikes, what big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Brands for Speed Ooh, that taste What a delicious treat B-A-R-I-C-O Brands for Speed Cereal Bees goes the brands. Cereal, brand. Cereal Bees goes the brands. Cereal Bees goes. That's what I call fueling for the big ride Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. In motocross, everyone wants one common thing to simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, or concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today is Arena Cross, tomorrow is Glen Helen, and Saturday we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, employing a full time practice technician is unrealistic, and even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105mm. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that. Head to motool.co today and set your sag every time you ride with the Slacker Digital Sag Scale. Let's hear from Johnny Kaspear himself on how this thing works.
0: So uh, really, basically, you would just uh, stick it on your axle with the magnet, stick the clip on your side plate, basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate, and then uh, pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on, and then just take the bike off the stand and, and take a measurement.
1: It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny Casebeer and Motul MX.
0: than hair and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can
1: move my 2014 X-Brand goggles is back and better than ever. From the X, Volcano and Phantom goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes and spokes that take a lickin' and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to wubyaus today. today all things wheels what's up guys it's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden race he's the performance specialist suspension making a motor work balancing a bike or just maintenance he's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock, call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes? Check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off road racers, you name it. For you two stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere anytime so if you want the same pipe used by billy lininovich sean collier vicky golden and the entire barn pros home depot yamaha team head over to billspipes.com today and never settle hey this is alex ray i don't know if
0: why you're listening to brad's podcast but i'll be back on soon
1: Oh, couldn't agree more. Um, people often think that uh, other than the, the clickers here and there, and most people think that that is black magic to begin with. Uh, uh, to try and try and follow, um, <laughs> it, it's it's next to impossible to dial these things in or or get a real different uh, feel. From, uh, from the bike and I remember uh, not too long ago, uh, I went to a track and uh, I, I went out and I couldn't hold a rut or a line to save my life at the, one of my favorite tracks and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I've done countless laps at this track, why can't I, I, I hit the lines that I'm wanting to hit? So I got yep. I got off the bike and uh, one of the older guys walked by me and he says, uh, you plan on turning today? And like, I hadn't even talked to this guy. So he like he's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why? He's like, well, looks like the bike is just sitting right down in the back and, uh, and your forks are like, and like my forks are pushed all the way out. He's like, slide the forks up like less than a half, like a quarter inch and, uh, and, and set the sag to, uh, to a hundred. And I had a, a, or a hundred. Yeah. A hundred. So the like basically just shortened the bike up completely, went out and hit all my lines, and I kid you not, I wasn't being timed that day, but I could easily feel a few seconds a lap, just feeling more comfortable out there. And uh it's a it's a tight really kinda it's not a really a high speed track, but because I know my way around there, I'm able to pull a little bit more uh uh momentum than maybe other tracks. And but it is super tight. It's a it's a like a lot of 180 corners and uh like the the night and day difference that I was able to feel on a motorcycle, uh, like and like I'm not a guy who's a uh, I don't pride myself on being an expert tester. So if I felt the difference, there was a difference, and uh, it's uh, it's incredible to see.
0: Yeah, no doubt. We've got a friend uh, Garrett Pouchet. He actually is uh, running the Baja 1000 this year. He hangs out with us at uh, the Ultimate Amateur Series and stuff, and he actually. At like forty plus, had never set his sag. So when we were at a milestone, hanging out with Jeff uh, Hicks, and uh, and so I showed him slacker, and he was kind of curious why he would even need to do that. So we set him up. He was at like 135 millimeters. So we, we set him at 105, and just put all the clickers in the center, like you know where, yeah. whatever the owner's manual said. And uh, he had just he had already raced his first moto. He he was running, uh, I think, forty plus novice. He was seven seconds a lap faster in his second moto. And he was like, it's like I have brand new tires on. This thing just sticks in the turns and it does all everything better. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's because your bike's set up right. And he was, he was blown away. And honestly, seven seconds a lap faster in the second moto. And he won the first moto. He absolutely hammered those dudes in the second moto.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh like I can't even imagine. Seven seconds a lap, even if that's uh on a on a on a five lap race, you're talking uh nearly you'd almost you'd almost be a half a lap ahead of yourself, let alone whoever you were ahead of uh before. Uh those are the types of leads that uh only Jeffrey Hurlings can uh can achieve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I have him seen him do that on a sand track and Seven seconds a lap faster than like Ryan Donlje and Barcia—that that's just absurd, <laughs> isn't
1: it? Though, like I, I I watched Vulcan Sword this weekend. I stayed up super late or slash really early in the morning to watch those races, and uh, just like you see these you know, these guys like struggling around the track, and he's just out front. Thirty-five seconds ahead, one hander's waving at the crowd. Three laps to go. You're just like, what? Is-? And then, and but still posting faster lap times than the kid who's in seventh or in second. It's just uh, mind blowing. Uh, he must, he must have set his sag before he went out there.
0: Yeah, I would, I would have to say his bike <laughs> setup is on point, man. <laughs> yeah
1: couldn't agree more uh is there is there anyone uh in the in the european racing or uh, in gps or even in uh gncc and stuff like that that are also using this lyre
0: uh you know i actually have that builder base uh, the uk factory honda team uses it now okay Uh, so that that's pretty awesome and then i i've been working you know we're going into to uh the street side of the world right now like in a couple weeks i'll be done with production on a street kit that allows you to use slacker on sport bikes and uh you know i've ended up actually i've got Olean's factory racing the the road racing in stockholm sweden now using it so and I, i just actually got a deal where i've got a distribution in europe now as of about a month ago so there's i just sent a couple hundred of them over there so we'll see how it goes but it's starting to grow over there, but I kind of had to plant the seeds and grow it here first. And then, uh, you know, but we are definitely starting to to branch out that way.
1: I'm glad to hear it because uh, Big MX Radio, it always never uh, ceases to amaze me, the different countries that that this podcast is listened to in. I'm talking anywhere from, uh, like, for some reason I'm bigger in Russia than I am in Canada, believe it or not. (laughs) <laughs> um Australia Japan China Africa um Brazil I'm I am almost bigger in Brazil than I am in Canada um Mexico um like I said, Russia, Sweden, Finland, Norway—you uh, you name it—and uh, they're listening to the Big MX Radio podcast show. So I hope that they're listening to this and then finding out that there's this product on the market that you can uh, you can use every single time you go out to ride the bike. That uh, um, if anything, you could you could buy this product to show your wife that uh, you're taking care of yourself. You're gonna. Uh, you're, you're you're doing all things possible to make sure you're safe out there, uh, so that she doesn't have to worry so much or nag you about being safe on the bike. It's uh, kind of a win-win for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I've actually had a couple girlfriends that got mad at me because they they liked that they had to be involved with their boyfriend. But most most wives and girlfriends are relieved they don't have to go out and try to take the measurement and get browbeat whether they did it right or not. You know,
1: <laughs> no kidding. We're splitting and Yeah, honestly.
0: Out here. I could see why why you go international is because uh, you do a really good program and you're real thorough, and I think people trust you, and I'm stoked to see the big MX deal blowing up these days.
1: Oh, I love it, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a big thanks to, uh, to sponsors like yourself who uh, make it all happen and encourage me to continue doing this all the time. Uh, I don't do this often, but uh, i like, put you on the spot. Who, uh, who would you like to see me do a podcast with uh, in, the near, in the near future, uh, even if it's someone that I've already had one with?
0: Oh, man, that's a good one. You know, I, I thought your suggestion of Gary Bailey was really good. And uh, yeah. but i'm gonna have to work hard on that, <laughs> and then uh another one that I enjoyed was uh chris Elliott with uh slate racing that that yes, guy sir. is just he's a character he's hilarious and then uh so I, I guess those would be my two and honestly if if I can get you gary Bailey, i'll I'll do
1: it perfect well, I would love to uh to chat with him what what, what are you what's your experience with Gary Bailey I know uh he, he had like amazing uh riding school's back in the day I uh, used to design a lot of tracks uh, some people uh were fans of not fans of what have you but uh what what what's your uh, your overall uh, ex- uh experience with him uh over the years and uh, I'm I'm sure at some point you probably found yourself uh getting whacked in the fingers with a stick
0: Oh yeah yeah I've I've been whacked by Gary Bailey a few times man he uh you know honestly in the 80s like uh, uh David Bailey his son was like my my hero in motocross supercross he was like just such a smooth controlled fluent rider you know ryan Dungey reminds me a lot of him and and, Mm -hmm. you know he gets a hard time about that but man david was amazing on a bike so we actually got to go my brother and i to the gary bailey motocross school in 1984 and uh hung out with gary and uh did you know we did a week there with him and And literally, if you didn't have your elbow up, he would whack you with a stick like he would have probably gone to jail these days. But he would (laughs) whack it. And if you didn't have a finger on the clutch, he'd whack you with the stick. And he was really, you know, kind of a ball buster, honestly, especially when you're 15 years old, you know. So uh, but we had a great time. It was an amazing experience. And then, you know, I really haven't seen Gary uh, since the 80s. And then recently, uh, my senior account manager was just apparently got in touch with him to see if he wanted to check out slacker and he was really excited about it he said he had heard about it and he'd really like to check it out and asked if we'd have anybody down at uh, San Diego one so I was going so I just told him I'd hook up so I got his number and when I got there I texted him and then uh, showed him the tool and he was he was super excited about it and then I thought he would just you know he came down from the press box to meet me I figured he'd be off to do bigger and better things, and instead we we sat down in the bleachers, watched practice, and you know shot the ship for like uh, two and a half hours. Super wow. nice guy, awesome. Yeah, he remembered. You know, we we'd had a big uh, a bee attack. He would just you know you'd motor all day, but he would just all of a sudden cut a crazy path through that you know the Virginia jungle, and it's you know it's 95 degrees, 95 percent humidity, and then he would just cut off through that really crazy thick jungle forest and uh, cut a new line. And anyway, he, he he was. I was probably four guys back, and the first him and the guy behind him went through this area, and then also the next guy behind him just started swatting his helmet and just threw his bike in the woods and started running through the woods. And the next guy went bailing off in the woods, and I couldn't figure it out until a bee stung me. And then uh, the, we just got torn up by these big Virginia Yellow Jackets, and it, it tore everybody up, but the first Gary and the guy behind him. And uh, we talked about that; he remembered it like it was yesterday. And then we just kind of reminisced, and, and you know about the eighties and the old days and all that. And uh, but what what a great guy, man! Gary's one of the the top dudes, and it was horrible to see what happened to David, you know, in 86 yeah. when he got paralyzed and, uh, Danny McGoo Chandler got paralyzed that same year. And it was, uh, it was a bad year of motocross, but, uh, you know, David still does his deal. He's still, still, you know, out doing his deal. Gary's amazingly, He still lives and, and does he teaches schools. Like he works still with like Cooper Webb. Uh, he works with Jimmy Dakota and, uh, few other writers so he, he's still a player and I think he's about in his 70s now
1: Yeah, no, that, that, it blows me away, not only that he still has the ability to help out riders, but, uh, that you mentioned that he texted you, Uh, I can imagine a 70 year old texting, but, uh, uh, and then uh, of course (laughs) to, uh, to, to take the time to sit and recount stories and, uh, and to remember all that stuff. And, and like, like, although uh, a traumatic thing, like getting stung by a bunch of bees, uh, definitely stick out in your mind, but, uh, a guy who take the time to, uh, um, to meet with you and account the stories and, uh, just, um just shows to his character and uh his love for the sport
0: yeah yeah and it, you know it was pretty cool because when I met him as the owner of Tool to get him his Slacker, he uh he didn't even know that I'd taken his course because he'd been dealing with my friend uh Sean up in Michigan and uh that helps me with like dealer accounts and promotion and stuff so I was kind of I just told him and we started talking but he had no idea who I was until I showed up and we started talking and uh But, you know, what what an amazing experience, and uh, it's pretty funny to be, yeah, texting with Gary Bailey. (laughs) So it's a far call from 1984. That's kind of a, a leap. We didn't even have pagers then, you know?
1: No kidding. Uh, I'm sure who, anyone who goes back and watches old Supercross races sees uh, ads for pagers and just shakes their head. But there was a time that there was even there wasn't even that. All the phones were on a wall and there was a cord attached to it, and that's the only way you're going to call anybody. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, about the time that uh, you would have been taking that class. Uh, what kind of bike were you on in 1984? Might I ask?
0: Uh, you know, I was on a CR, well, I had a CR 250 and a 500, and then my brother had a CR 125 and a 250, and basically I ran the, the 500 outdoors, I'd gear it like 1443, that thing had wheel stand at 75 miles an hour, it was an absolute beast, and then uh, the 250 I'd run in motocross, and that's what we had out at, the, at, at his school.
1: Wow that's cool sort like uh, did you ever get an opportunity to like this is obviously that was before uh, David had, had had his his accident to ever get an opportunity to uh, to ride uh, ride alongside the little professor
0: yeah no we actually got a ride all week with the little professor he was training but they'd, they'd take time and, and uh, he'd come and show us uh, some techniques like dirt bike magazine was out there I think in the August of 84 edition you can you can even find me and my brother in there with uh, Gary with my little brother up on that spring bike. You know, he has that frame with the bars just sitting on a spring so he can kind of show you, you know, your body English and where to keep your ass and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. it was actually like a, a big week out there. It was You know, we had the magazine out there and then David, we got to ride with him. I got to dig him up, but I've got some really old pictures of him just pancaked over a big, pretty big at the time, really big tabletop. And then, uh, you know, what an amazing thing for, for a 14 year old kid, like, you know, that's like a 14 year old kid going to riding with like, you know, Dungey or Villapoto or something. It was okay. really amazing. And it was a, honestly, a life changing experience.
1: As it would, as it would be for, I, I can't even imagine, uh, getting to ride with one of those guys. Um, It's just uh, to see what they're able to do on a motorcycle, not a whole lot different than uh, the times when, uh, when Jamie will bring uh, uh, Dakotas out to a local track and uh, have him fly by uh, us, us, uh, us locals. Uh, He, he makes us look like we're standing still. Uh, It's, it's incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. I, I still love it. I don't think I'll ever get it out of my system. You know, I think, some people think I'm kind of crazy at 47 to still like ride and race motocross. And, uh, you know, I'm not that serious about it. It's just fun. But they, I think a lot of people that don't know the sport, don't understand like kind of how you work with the bike and that, that it isn't just, you're going wild and pinning it. And you know, that there's a lot of technique and thought and mm-hmm. decisions make a big, a big, play a big role in, in the outcome of things. And, you know, usually the biggest, uh, injuries and stuff a lot of the time just come from bad decisions you know so if you use your head and stuff you know you can keep going and and honestly i mean I've, i've raced the old timers uh it's kind of a vintage race one time and i ran the modern bike class but the guy that won that thing was 72 years old he was on a 1976 mako dual shock air cool 250 and that guy could kick my ass all over that track at 72 and he'd come in and just not even be sweating it was unbelievable so that gave me a lot of uh encouragement too that you can keep going into your age as long as
1: you make
0: decent decisions don't go crazy and blow out all your joints you know
1: absolutely no my dad got back into riding motocross bikes uh 2000 and uh 2005 so he would have been uh about your age that's just when he got back into it so he was like uh he started the second phase of his motocross career after uh, the age that you are now. Uh, of course, he uh, went off the back of the thing and ended up uh, um, turning himself into a pretzel. Doesn't ride anymore. But uh, the fact is, is there's still lots of people who, uh, long into their years, uh, continue to twist the throttle. And uh, it's because we can't. We're addicted to this. We can't get it out of our systems, and uh, we're gonna do it forever. So uh, deal with it
0: yeah yeah no no doubt and honestly from uh from when i was a kid they just had one old-timers class and those guys were they were old they weren't fast like there was uh, you know a couple fast dudes gary bailey was fast there were some dudes that were fast but these days it's amazing man that you know you go to that ultimate amateur series and those those, those 30 40 plus 50 plus classes are stacked like they're, they'll have a full gate in some of those classes so I'm pretty amazed at, like, A, how many older people do ride these days. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are, are fast. They're a handful. So uh, I'm pretty stoked to see that, that people hang in there and it doesn't just go away when you turn 20 and go to college or, or whatever. So it's it's pretty crazy. And the other thing I really dig is uh, seeing how many women are in the sport these days. That that just didn't even happen in the 80s. So it's come a long way, and I think that it's it's all good, you know.
1: Absolutely. Uh uh more women in general anywhere uh is always a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. I'm <laughs> I'm always down with that.
1: Sure. Uh but uh, so before I let you go, uh, A, what are your goals uh, for this weekend uh, at the Am- uh, Ultimate Amateur Series other than uh, just having a good time and, and, and seeing some good friends? As well as uh, where can people go and find the Slacker, find out even more information that they already found out through this podcast? And uh, obviously, where can they uh, put down their dollars to uh, enjoy the benefits of uh, a product like the Slacker? Because uh, I love mine, I use it uh, to, to set up the the bikes and get them ready every single time and uh so should our listeners
0: yeah well you know my goal out there usually is uh i help a lot of kids get their bikes set up right try to give out some free uh jimmy dakota's posters stuff like that show the tool and then like i said uh, my only goal riding is as long as i'm not the last one across the finish line i'm happy so uh you know, we do have the Slacker available on our website. It's just motool.co. So it's just M O T O O L dot C O. There's no M on it. Mm-hmm. And then uh we actually right now we've got two flavors up there, which I hadn't even, I guess, told you about. I've got the, the regular Slacker like you have, and then I've got a newer software that I can load on them for like ten bucks more that has the Auto Zero feature and that allows you to Like if you don't have a stand you can stick it on the bike put it in auto zero mode and then all you have to do is lift the bike to unload the suspension and it'll find that zero point for you so that's a yeah it's a feature you know that uh the guys over at sport rider magazine when i was working on the street side of things had recommended so i had my engineer write the code and then i just figured out how to how to program them myself so Yeah, so they're they're up there on modetool.co. You know, we've also got, uh, if you've got an older one, we also offer an upgrade that you can get for 20 bucks uh, to, to upgrade it to that newest software. And then the newer ones that'll come out in the fall will come with that feature set standard.
1: Awesome man well, uh, hopefully everyone uh, will take you up on the uh, that uh, that offer to go over to uh, motool co uh find themselves uh, a, a, the slacker get get it on into their toolbox so that uh, they can uh, reap the benefits and uh, enjoy their ride
0: yep, yeah, no doubt that's what it's all about. Have fun and enjoy your ride you know
1: absolutely man well uh always appreciate the time uh don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there.
0: Right on, yeah, and thank you so much for having me on, Brad. You're you're a great guy, and I always enjoy being on the show.
1: Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.